Welcome back to Connections Magic. This week's guest we have on Zara Michaelis. She is a artist, actress, poet, multi-hyphenate creative, originally from Australia. She had a series of things not work out the way she thought they would when she was living in Australia. A few doors closed on her, and so basically on Friday, she shut it all down in Australia and arrived on Venice Beach, California on a Monday. And she gets into some of that story and her path evolving and things she learned along the way. And it's a really good one. Check it out. Welcome, everybody, to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, We end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 37 hey. with my main girl, Zara. Hey. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. Um, you went super far to come to the studio here, yeah. all of four minutes yeah. on a skateboard, right? <laughs> yeah, all four minutes. <laughs> I was like, in, did, in general, like where I'm actually from, like it came a long, long way. But did no. you have to dodge any sketchy people? Because Venice is very hit or miss, honestly. I know so. streets. Like the yeah. back of my hand, like it is. I know everything. I know everyone. Okay. So okay. I'm I'm good. Everyone's That's good. Me. That's good. Yeah. But the force is the force is strong with this one. <laughs> so <laughs> you're from Australia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the the podcast, the theme of the podcast is about navigating transitions and big leaps and adversity and oh man, I just I, I geek out on this. Mm-hmm. So do you have some of those stories for us today? Yeah, I mean... Are you coming from, like, Australia to L.A., right? And mm-hmm. when, and just tell me when that was and, like, how scary that was? Mm-hmm. So I turned... Oh, well, last year, a couple of things in my life went um, not as I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, relationship. Um, you could go more into detail. Break, <laughs> just say breakup. A big like, breakup, a seven-year relationship um, ended unexpectedly. Um, and then uh, this big drama at work it was a very complex issue and i kind of went into bat for my boss um to back him up and he got fired christmas eve damn um and i was supporting him and then um i was muscled out what space was this company in government i was working um as a fitness coordinator and trainer sweet um so i was very much in amongst the community it was i, I loved it so that um, must have been hard to go through for oh, you oh yeah, 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 yeah. um i I quit um, on a Friday and flew here on a Monday. God damn. Zara. Yeah. (laughs) Real rock star shit. Yeah. um, Did you know anybody in LA? um, I had been to LA a few times before my 20s. I'm 30 now. So I I knew of people, but no one I could say that I would call up and be like, hey, here you go. So I knew of people, but um, no, I came here. So it was a scary leap. Yeah, I only plan to come here for six weeks. I okay. had a return ticket booked because I'm an actor. I'm an actor also. Yeah. Um, uh, I have representation here, and they wanted me to come out and do, um, you know, be on the ground here doing auditions as opposed to self taping, which is what I do mm-hmm. for American productions. If I'm in Australia, I was like, I need to come back out there. I need to 
get back in the casting rooms. Um, and I also saw coming here is just a way to get like every every single door in Australia closed on my face. Things were all pointing to get the fuck out well, of sir. Australia. So um, I that was my intuition that I ignored for all this time. Sure. In hindsight. So, um, that voice is always there for us, right? Which is whether we listen to it or not. I ignored it for the longest time, and yeah. my life was pretty hard because I yeah. was just I wasn't listening to it. I literally yeah. landed on the beach here, yeah. and I remember sitting on the beach after I got off the plane at six a.m. in the morning. It was freezing cold. I landed here like third of March or February, February of this year, and I remember sitting on the beach, and I had weighed like fifty-two kilos, which is I don't know how many pounds, one hundred twenty something. So I was super tiny because of all the stress that was happening, wow. and I was just. Looking back on pictures of myself, I was like, who is that person? Damn. I landed um, on Venice Beach and I remember just sitting there and being like, I fucking made it here. Like, I got me here. And I was just, mm. it's like I was plonked on the beach and I was like, what next? So I didn't have any intention to stay here. Long story short, Venice and the people here in LA grew on me and I just kept extending and extending. And um, yeah, I've, my life has exploded. Um, since being here, I've just exploded in a good way or a bad way. The best way. Tell us a couple of those things. Like, what were some amazing things that opened up for you here? Yeah, I got into meditation, just basic meditation, nothing too woo woo. Um, and what that did was get me super, super fine tuned with my body. It's made me super open to the moment, and that's where for me magic happens. Whether mm. it be people I meet. Things that come in, some things I just cannot explain, the serendipitous nature of them. Or people call well, I want you to go into that. We got to talk about those moments then, oh, you know? I'm, I mean, you know, I come from a very much like, you know, hard work um, and you earn your keep kind of thing. Like you just, you, you work your ass off but, and you don't believe in anything that's going to be like, oh, let me just like meditate and hopefully it comes But out. I know people that work their ass off that still hit dead ends. Like I feel like luck benefits everybody and luck really can take effect when our intuition is like sharp because you be, yeah. do you know what I mean because it'll put us in the right pond I can attribute that to an analogy with like doing the work and letting it go you do all this stuff but when you get to the audition room you're in there and things can go any which way the uh, the the casting director will be like do this but I want you to do it in this accent but I want you to do it in that can way. I ask you a question about this yeah okay because I'm there right now on, on a project mm -hmm. and I'm like when you're meeting the casting director or the or, or the higher ups there, doesn't it depend on what kind of day they're having? Like, what if they're just having a really shitty day and you happen to walk in the room on that day? Yeah, you could be the wrong height. They could have a shitty day. You could be too ethnic for them. Mm -hmm. I've been told some crazy things about. I mean, about just based on my look in those rooms. Mm. What's that like, man? Dealing with like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, just for the cameras. That shit's hard to deal with. I can only imagine like being like, oh, you're like not tall enough. You don't weigh the right weight. Like it just seems like you're putting yourself on the chopping block at all times. Yeah. With, I, I mean, I, that's with acting, that's what you sign up for. And you do it so often and you audition or you walk into those rooms and you kind of have to surrender to the moment. So doing the prep work and surrendering to the moment. So if someone throws something at you, you were, because you were so strong with knowing your character or if you want to apply it to life, knowing who you are and being in tune with your intuition, nothing can kind of rock you. What you can do is show up in the best way as well. And, uh, you know, that's how I treat my life with things like being present for the moment, making sure I'm good with me. Mm. So whatever comes my way, I will respond to it in the best way possible. Um, and that happened in a 
uh, a movie that I did and I, um, I was in recently and the initial brief was to be like this very strong, stern, um, very cutthroat nurse. Um, and then I was in the audition room, the callback, they were like, actually, they, I don't know, saw something in me. They're like, I want you to give this person, while you're telling them what you need to tell them and getting them to do what you want them to do, I want you to do it with so much love. And I was like, in the moment, I'm like, I had to recalibrate everything in that room. And the director was there, and I had a few other people sitting in that room, the casting directors. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, okay, I need to remember my role as a, as a nurse. I was like, I know that they're quite like, they just get the job done, but I needed to somehow change this whole thing, what I premeditated the scene to be. And you mean you had to change just on the spot? Everything, Beats, all the work and the everything words. that you put in was now gone, right? Yeah. yeah. But the thing was, I needed to get this girl, this, the person in the movie, um, the character to do something that I wanted them to do um, and a different way of going about it instead of me saying to you give me that pen and being angry about it I can go about it in a different like hey I'm thinking you can you give me that pen like so there's a different way of going about to get what you want yes so that's prep and then being ready for circumstances or things thrown at you in the scene interesting nothing in my life like can surprise me anymore with like everything that happened and there's other things that I've gone through in life like everyone and then I'm like I've I've you know everyone has a different level of threshold mm. of what they can deal with for me I've dealt with my a threshold lot. um yeah man my story is did like, you start young like did you start experiencing hardship like as as a kid um no I had a very loving family I come from a big Greek family I think it was more in my 20s while I was exploring different things and, you know. Can you share with us, like, so, what's what's something super hard that you had to make it through then in your 20s where, because I feel like in my, and, and let me preface, like, I think when we go through the hardest things, we learn the most. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, right? the most. So that's, uh, I'd love to have yeah, you share something. That. So the, the biggest thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to me um, was 25, 2015. Um, I had... I went through something mentally I just couldn't explain. Mm. Um, I wouldn't know if I would call it a breakdown. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But it was a very hard moment in my life. And the circumstances around that are a bit complicated. But, you know, to give you an experience of what I was going through, I it was like my brain broke. Um, and I was coherent. I could do normal things. It wasn't like it was, like there was nothing crazy happening. But it was like my brain broke. I was not in control of my thoughts. Like I became my worst enemy. And I was like... It wasn't like these thoughts were fueled by, like, anything. Like, I think it was just a, a lot of anxiety. I hadn't dealt with anxiety or, or panic for a prolonged period of time. And I think I would have been in a state of absolute heightened panic and anxiety for three months consistently. Like, every 10 seconds for me at a period of time, I was counting to get through the next 10 seconds. Wow. Like, I would count seconds just to have a clear thought. So what that did, and I'll skip to um, what it is and who the, the, how that's defined my life is and my moments and being present is that it made me super appreciative mm-hmm. of seconds, just seconds. I was brought to my – I felt like I was brought to my knees. I do not wish that experience upon anyone, but it, what it did was it trained me to appreciate seconds of my life. Once I got out of it, um, so that that hits me, dude. So that that was the most defining. What a gift! The hardest thing, I, I swear to you, it was. I can't, I, I I can't even place it. 
I can't explain it anymore, but it, it, it's it was the in hindsight now, and there's work to do after moments like that too to kind of make sense of things. That um, that that time in my life, um, it was like a, it was a slingshot. I was like brought back, back till the string literally snapped. I there were moments there that um, were touch and go for me. My mother thought like she's like I needed to. She'd be at work and. I had moved back with my parents at that point and she, yeah, she, she was traumatized by what I went through. Um, but what that did was it was like a, only now I'm experiencing it at 30. That happened at 25. Mm. At 30, I'm seeing the payoff. Mm. Um, so it feels like a slingshot that 25 experience pulled me back. And when I turned 30 and, and I freed myself, like, I'm just so. Well, you've had to navigate a pandemic though. When that <laughs> happened, I honestly, I was like, yeah, bring it. Because you had a 401k of, like, resilience. It, you know what I mean? It was like, I, I've been through You're the like, worst. Come at me. All right, time, yeah. to, time to cash in my retirement right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> the relationship with ourselves is paramount to me, right? It's like, yeah. uh, there's a quote that I like that said, if there's no enemy within, the enemy on the outside can do us no harm. Oh, yeah. That shit's powerful. <laughs> so I feel like, did you get a shift in that where you got to know yourself you know what you said then with like the the within versus externally it's the yeah. same thing with i love my alone time because before i would run from it I that's would what i'm getting train, at exactly. i would run to place to play i would be constantly on the move to running away from my thoughts if i just had forward motion mm-hmm. i would think i could just get away and just keep going for like just preoccupying with myself i was running yeah somebody time. said depression can't hit a moving target yeah, that was okay. kind of you. I think you're just moving that all was the time. Me, but, <laughs> but it wasn't like the like I was running from things that were calling at me, my intuition. Yeah, um, that I just didn't want to listen to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Coming here gave me the space away from everything to do that. I'm a type of person that needs to be physically away from everyone because hmm. I get super sensitive to other people's, I guess, energies. Yeah, you don't um, have to feel weird saying people, that. We're in Venice, yeah, California. Yeah, you I can know. say energy. <laughs> it's okay. It's just like people always wanting something from me and it's hard for me to maintain boundaries. Yeah. So my answer to things is like just take myself out. That way I can kind of spend time on myself. So in those moments, and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, I got to do, and for me, create, creative things are my outlet and that's where I get to do what I love doing. Mm-hmm. I, I write um, a lot of very different things and um, music's a huge part of my life. I got to do things that I love that I never gave myself a time to do and just explore. I'm at a point now where I have, I love my own company so much that anyone that comes in now, because I was running from person to person, like I was running. You mean rela- even relationship to relationship? No, friendship more friendships, friendship, more yeah. friendships. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship for like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's going to come in my life, the standard is me. You have to, you have to kind of rise above my alone time with myself in order for, so I don't settle for things less than. Does it make sense? It's a beautiful I've, way to put it. Okay. It's how you feel after you kick it oh, with somebody. Like I kicked it with somebody last night and I felt like, like he was just like draining everything. Yeah. Energy vampire. Mm-hmm. I guess like yeah. that shit's real. So I'm trying to get a sense of how you navigate that. Well, I always think with people like that, and there's a couple of people that I've come across in my life that I, I, I know that are like that. And I'm very well aware of it. It's just like, all right, I see you. I see you in everything. I'm flawed. You're flawed. I just, I'm aware that if those shots are going to come at me that way, there's sometimes there might be those like knifey comments or mm. there might be, yeah, yeah, exactly. You just like, okay, I get that. But, I'm tr- I train my brain to be like, 
you're saying this because of this reason. You and look this, beyond that. I look like, beyond that, you, yeah. The place they're in, in other words, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's like that's yeah. coming from there. You're not even seeing me. For you to throw that to me, you're not even mm. seeing me, so it's not going to affect you. Yeah, emotionally it does, but I'm I'm I work through it. Does it make sense in yeah. the moment? I, I have like those things ready for mm-hmm. when they might throw things as well. Yeah, that's a so good way to put it. I'm a bit aware. That's all. So, what are you navigating in life right now? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 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 still acting. Um, well, not acting. I'm auditioning for things. LA and the people here. It's got the creativity and artistry like I've never seen before. Yeah, for sure. You just bounce, you meet people and you just create. And that's I feel like you're magic. always inspired here, right? Always. Mm-hmm. Like always. And you got to be like open for it. Does yeah. that make sense? So yeah. I can't trade that because that's the thing that I, I'm in the process of navigating now too. It's like, I love acting and you know, um, it's a slow process of making, making it if that's what that's called. But I'm just enjoying the process of auditioning right now. What is making it to you, quote in quotes, in yeah, in in this industry? Yeah, what would what for, well for Zara, right? Because yeah. making it is different; it's individual to every person. Yeah, what is making it to you? I guess now it's just getting to do what I love consistently, and I don't get to do that now with acting. I get to audition right now, and it's not enough for me creatively to have an outlet doing that. Mm. Um, so I'm confined by that. So I guess making it in acting would be me getting work where I can collaborate and, and make things and not, not any high grade TV show. I'm not interested for me. It's like getting together with a group of people who have an idea and we write something and we we shoot it. Are all your friends creative people? Yeah. Do you have like any non-creative friends? Um, I've got a couple of people that I know that I, I'm in a co-living situation, um, co-work, co-live. So there's people that work in different areas. There's a lot of, I have musicians. Um, well, those are creatives. I'm saying any non-creative people. Um, uh, I do. I have people that have come in co-living. It's interesting. You get to meet a wildly different cross-section of life. Mm. People that kind of came to Venice to start over, whether they're kicking an addiction, whether they've come out of a bad marriage, um, they kind of come here to start new I think everyone's creative, like everyone. I don't know if you've read The Artist's Way. Mm, Julia Cameron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everyone bit. has that Everyone has that potential. It's just whether you're tuning into things. And talk to us about like work-life balance. Like, Is that hard for you? And balancing relationships and friends and yeah. work, how do you do with that? Um, so, uh, it's hard because mm-hmm. there's so much I want to do. There's so many people I love in my life that I just – can't get around to keeping promises and sticking to them. That's a hard thing because when it comes to the moment and I'm not feeling like going out and I just want to spend time with myself, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it stresses me that decision, having to make a decision, just stresses me to the point where I just want to be one with that too. Does mm-hmm. make sense? Um, and I need to fill my cup and that's doing things. Um, solo time like, fills solo your cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I miss that when I do find that I deviate too far away or get so caught up in other people, other mm-hmm. things, I'm just chasing things all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm working now. I'm writing. Um, I've written two, three kids' poetry books. Nice. Can you um, share a couple of, like, the lines? Okay. I'll read D-Boy. Sitting sky high with a fishing rod, the boy asked, Mr. Moon, do you believe in God? I heard dreams work, but do they hurt? He was awkward, not good at the chalkboard, couldn't keep up pace, head in space. Not good at school, he felt like a fool. Hide, don't cry, you need to stay cool. Mr. Moon, what's the remedy? My hands are buzzing with electricity. 
I can't stop moving. Everything is so confusing. Stand up, sit down, speak up, be the class clown. Mr. Moon, is this what they call insane when you're in this amount of pain? Mr. Moon, please explain. Dear boy, I don't know about God, but roll up your rod. Hold out your hand and let me show you what I've come to understand. They took off to Munich where they saw Brother Beethoven pour it out into music. Whisked away to France where they saw a street dance, an art display by Mr. Monet. In Rome they read Dante. Saw Da Vinci paint Miss Lisa. Flew to India and bear hugged Mother Teresa. See boy, the buzzing is magic. Make sure you grab it. Turn it into a dream like Martin Luther King's. Don't debate it, just translate it into feelings that you can hear. Paint a portrait of your fear. Just let it flow. From it, a masterpiece will grow. Sky high like Uncle Angelo's. So cast out your line. Who knows what you will find? Create a world of colour, then show it to your brother. And when you're mad or feeling sad, write it out on a notepad and read it out loud to your dad. But whatever the fear, please don't disappear. I'll watch over you from way up here. Dear boy, you are not alone. He pointed to his chest and said, this is home. I must go now the sun is rising and soon she will be shining. Don't miss out on this day. You best be on your way. Climb back down, plant your feet onto the ground. There is so much adventure to be found. Go now, she is waking. The world is for your taking. More stories in the making. Until then, dear boy, I will be waiting. Mm. Wow, man. Yeah, he's my little dear boy. That is beautiful. Well so, done, man. Yeah, thank you. What inspired that? Now, my favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> Things that I'd gone through, but not that reason. What inspired it was I have brothers. I have a lot of men in my life. Um, people in my family that I've, I have lost to mental health mm. issues. But what I know exists right now and what's good and what, you know, is the moment to moment with people yeah. you're with and gratitude in abundance and just being grateful for who you are with the people you are. It's, you know what I've always struggled with with gratitude what? is because you and I are, I feel like we're the type of people that like go after goals and things, right? Yeah. We go after goals. So how do you continue to have the mindset of going after your goals and remaining grateful, like the two things can feel a bit at odds at times. You know what I mean? Because if you were grateful, then why do you feel the need to go after things? Am I right? Yeah, I, th- I, I get that. I think it's like you're driven by purpose, and that's what keeps you going in life. It kind of what it's what gets me up out of bed every day. I'm like I've got something to give. Like I see creativity as something of like you were given a gift, service or something. It's service. And it's like how can you make this world a, a, a Better easier, place. better place. Um, mm-hmm. How do you make complex things more palatable for people to understand? How yeah. do you inspire, enlighten, illuminate, whatever it is? So I see having gifts like that as, as you know, you should put it to service. Mm. Um, and so striving for God, it's never ending. That's what I love about creative things is like there's no finished product. Like it just evolves. Things evolve all the time. So for me, as long as I stay true to the moment or what yeah. feels good or me being centered, which – I know what it feels like in my body. If I stick to that, which I know, yeah, and I know when I'm off track, when I'm on track, the right things are going to come in if I'm on track, and they always do. And that's the, the blessing part of me being mm. here. Is, it's like getting the foundation of your house in order, and yeah. then like everything that that's built on top can sustain. Yeah, type of thing. The, the right yeah. things will come if you're mm-hmm. ready. It's like if you're going to that audition, prepared, yeah. you've done your homework, you've done all your work, and so whatever comes at you in life or mm. the casting mm. director you can just take it on because you know your shit for sure 
And so being at peace and having gratitude and striving, it's like that dance of like, do the work. Like you got to, if you want to be in, particularly in the industry that I'm in, it's not for the faint hearted. You've got to show up and do the work, but do it because you love it, not because you think, oh shit, I want to do this. Like do it because you love auditioning. Yeah. Like that's why I'll, I'll rest it. Like I just like auditioning at this point. I don't care what happens beyond that. I could have the mindset of like, why am I, didn't I book this job? That's this the result. Show? But yeah. if I bring it back to the moment, like, well, I'm just grateful I get to have this audition where I breathe life into this character if it's for five to ten minutes and play in the room and do what I get to love doing. My The gratitude starts in, it starts in that room. And well, no, it starts and ends in that room. Like, that's it. You're grateful yeah, for that and but I can the result don't matter. Yeah, and I gave it my all and I can walk mm-hmm. away being grateful that – a, that I got given that opportunity to audition for such amazing roles and amazing projects. Whether or not I get it or not, I've had three to 400, 500 maybe auditions that I never got. No's, basically. No's, yeah. And probably about four or five yeses in 10 years. What? <laughs> That's insane, yeah. man. There's a lot. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, so. You're a real survivor. Can we bring that full circle then? Because I feel like it's a good segue. So you said you may be staying, you may be going. So, I mean, you know, is there a little bit of a whirlwind in your head right now? Because you're leaning one or the other or what? Until LA kicks me out like Australia kicks me out. Yeah, yeah. Right now what feels good is here. Like I'm not not done with LA. I'm not done. When I say done, I'm like there's still things for me to – discover or explore or things that I'm Mm -hmm. waiting to come my way for me to explore and I know that it's in store for me so I intuitively know I'm there's things coming my way small or big it doesn't feel it doesn't feel finished to you to go with what you just shared yeah Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel finished so um until it does then signs will come up I'm like hang on a second okay I should be listening to this and then I'll follow that I think something that is so relatable, which is one of the reasons why this thing was birthed, this podcast, was like, how do we know when to keep fighting for something and when to walk away? Because I found that whether it's a relationship, a career, a job, this, a friendship, holy shit, how many scenarios do we find ourselves in? Do we keep going for this or get the hell away? Yeah. Um, I always think like, but why do I want this? It's like, okay, so if it's like a friendship that I'm chasing after, yeah. it's like, okay, why do I want this person when they don't want me? Because they, and like, so I'll make up a, a scenario, it's like, or, or if it's a relationship or whatever it is. Why do I want this from this person and why do they want me? I want them because they make me feel good when I'm with them. Okay, I'm chasing after them because they make me feel good. What about them makes me feel good that I can't give to myself? I'm chasing after this person because they make me feel a kind of way when really I should be doing that for myself. Oh, that's great. Or it, when a block turns up, whether it be career-wise or person, I've learned, and it might not be everyone else's tune, is that there is something better around the corner. Something's directing you saying, uh-uh, reframe, there's something better. Yeah. There's something better. So if you yeah. believe in that, it's fine. I freaking love that. I got I got to, to, I have like a fun little way of looking at that, mm-hmm. which is like when something goes away, it could be, somebody you were dating or a job you thought you had again there's a million of these i look at it like um you know that was like a five thousand dollar check that i lost but who knows i could have like a half a million dollar check coming mm-hmm. two weeks from now or two months from now right yeah so am i gonna piss and moan about the five thousand dollars i just lost like if if the universe god whoever told you oh there's a half a million dollars coming how would you feel about losing five thousand dollars 
like, oh, cool, like, it wouldn't phase you. And I'm not kidding you, I've seen that happen so many times in my life. You work in entertainment, I do, I want to wind it down with this, like, the entertainment industry can be kind of a rough place, right? Yeah. And how do you, because you seem like, you know, unless you're like a psycho that I don't know about, you seem like a, yes. a relatively, like, good, good uh, human being. How do you how do you navigate what can feel like a treacherous kind of underhanded business? Frankly, at at times, um, am I right? Yeah, I mean it's the poli- Yeah, there's politics everywhere you go. Um, there's I think in politics, the- ego, exactly. not giving you know you know you know dehumanization. Like, dude, there's all that shit. So how do you, being the good human you are, you know? navigate that with this industry i i was told early on in my career that never to make anything your one thing ever so i went out hard at life to try and get as much different thing many sorry as many different things as possible in my life that would fulfill me not just acting so in that industry and i've seen a lot of good things and also a lot of things that i just can't like it makes my skin crawl like i hate fake I can't like. This is what I, I want stand you to up speak on. And I'll walk. Yeah. I'll stand up and I'll walk out because I can't. Because I'm reading things. I'm super hyper aware of things that are happening. And I have people sitting. What that means or what they're saying. And what you'll get. You'll walk up out of a reading or something or out of an audition. In say if I'm on set or mm-hmm. in anything. And like I'm so high tuned to people and what they say and their energy or. Uh oh! This is that point I was making. You're doing it again, so <laughs> their vibe, their vibe is bringing you down, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, again, fill in your cup. Like no matter what's happening around you. I love what you said earlier. Like, does this beat me hanging out with yes, myself? Like, I think that's so like, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna keep that with me. That's good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, it's yeah, I can see you in the middle of an audition, and like you're feeling a vibe over there from somebody. Excuse me, no, this doesn't. Sorry. Be, this doesn't. It's be like just getting up. I'm not even saying anything. Like, I'm out. Like, sorry, no, not even saying anything. Just and then like, your manager emails you, like, what happened? Oh yeah, that didn't beat like, me hanging out by myself. I'm not talking about auditioning versus my own. Like, yeah, I only get that though. Like, oh no, man. If I was like in the middle of an audition, I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling. I'm not vibing the script, but I'm just like, yeah, bye. <laughs> and not say anything. I will be like murdered by my management. So let me let me bring it home with this. So you've been you've worked with, I assume, pretty famous people, maybe on some cases. Yeah. Okay. So the question for you there is, what have you observed? Because I spent time in the music industry around famous people too, and at the Tonight Show. And I just want to know, like, what what are your observations for the most part? Like, people you've seen. Have they been fairly grounded or not Not so? I think with anything, like you can apply this to any organization you work for, hence the, the job that I did. The more higher up you go, the unless you're amazingly dialed in, um, and a lot of people are, and there's a lot of people in the entertainment industry that are just really, really good with shooting the shit and also playing top level. I just find sometimes they can... And I respect this. I'm going to park that. So they can seem to be quite self-centered and selfish. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can. Mm-hmm. But I realize that if I was in their position sometimes too, that they need to be so aggressive with their boundaries. So it might come off as self-centered mm-hmm. because people just want 
constantly. Cause from them. They're, they're from constantly, them. Yeah, they're, yeah, whether yeah. it's locking eyes, whether it's trying to start up a conversation when all yeah. they want to do is have a cigarette behind their fucking trailer because mm. they're leading the like show, whatever it is, or just having a moment to themselves because they're people too. So I, at the beginning of my career, I was like, oh, wow, you're whatever. And some people are vain, like in the industry. Fucking oath they are. But other people too, I've just noticed too, like, hang on a second, you know, you're doing this because also everyone's always like pulling at you constantly. Yeah. My experience was like whenever I meet somebody that had done, you know, something really big Mm -hmm. and they were still grounded, I was like, yeah, I'm going to make you my friend. Yeah. Like I want to keep you close. Yeah. Because it was, to be honest, you know, I'm just arbitrarily saying this, but you know, 15% of the time, mm-hmm. There's, it's, you know, not the majority, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Not, not the majority. Mm, What's your favorite Australian saying, by the way? Just, there's some things that are really cool about Aussie slang. They just get, it, it, they tend to cutify things. Like they make things mm. super cute. Like, um, bodies or like, like sunnies or like brekkie, chewy or like chuck a yui instead of chuck a U-turn or throw a U-turn. I freaking love it. What, what, what advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Go out and make mistakes and just go at life. I would just go at it. I feel like more. you've done that. Though. I know, but I was like, what? well, because like, the it's got to be something that you didn't do that you I wish didn't, you though, did. I didn't, though. From, from really? like, from like, tw- like from my early 20s to like 29, I was in this holding pattern. Mm. And it was tied up with a lot of different things happening in my life. So I was not living my truth. I wasn't living. So I was constantly trying to please other people, please my family, please, like, I was striving, I was putting all my energy in the wrong way, so I wasn't, like, this year's, this year me is very different to 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 year olds are. So you've only been doing this that you're saying for about a year, right? Yeah, I've had great experiences in my 20s, but I just wish I didn't care as much. Yeah. If you've got the money to book a ticket and go and travel with your bestie Mm. or with your partner or whatever, just do it. Like, just mm. go. And if it, you made a mistake, the, the mistakes are the best things. You learn so much and you grow so much from it. So, it's like, stop trying to have your shit together. Just go. You are going to fuck up. You're going to fall on your face hard. And it's going to kick you in the gut. Um, but and people just, might judge that around you, But right? you just got to not give a shit. Like, who the... like, Dude, you've been in 500 auditions and booked four things. That, you said, that like, built up that's a great example of... Not mistakes. letting mistakes and not letting an outside opinion affect you, yeah. right? You just you gotta shop as yourself. And the moment I started not caring mm. how I presented in audition rooms, those auditions, the ones that I booked, the ones that I was like, I, like I'll do the work, but when I get in there, I'm not gonna try and please them. I didn't go into the thing like I'm gonna show them what I think it is that they want to see. I think the same could be true for dating. I think too yeah. many people put too much pressure on it, and then like you're not even yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That person may very well connect with you, but they're not going to have that opportunity. If you yourself, no one's going to feel you. Well, you know the people that start the dance floors in like, in whatever event you're at? 100%, 100%. But if you're half dancing and you're self-aware that you're dancing, people are going to look, oh my God, that's awkward. Yeah. I always like champion the person, even if they're not a good dancer, that go up with like 100% gusto and I just like, I'm going to, I'm vibing myself. That you just like, hang on, shit, yes. I, I got to be on the other side of the camera and we had like eight to ten people come in for the same role. Yeah. Me. It's funny, A, the different takes each of these really well-known actresses had. Mm-hmm. Um, I was helping the casting director that day. But being on this side of camera and seeing the different energy people brought in changed the scene, changed the way that the casting director talked about them after they left the room. 
This is what I learned. You yeah. walk in the room before you walk in the room. Being on the other side and seeing the different people reading the same damn lines mm-hmm. and the different takes and the different way they made you feel based yeah. on their solely their energy, the how they walked in as. So you are okay with that word? Oh, look at this in one. <laughs> what is it? One hour? Because yeah, you, yeah. You've healed me from this. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yes. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, please stay connected.